gonna have to pray. Amen. Pray. We can't get up, get caught up looking at this one or that one. It's time to pray. Somebody say, pull off and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Glory to God. Amen, amen. I'm Minister Passion Payne. I'm here to do the prayer this morning. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you on today, Lord. We thank you, Father, for all that you will do in this place on today. Father, for we are already feeling your Holy Spirit, Father. We just usher in your spirit on today, Father. We just ask, oh God, that the Holy Spirit comes into this place on today, Father. That you have your way, oh Lord. Father, that the Holy Spirit shows up and shows out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you bless everyone that's coming and going. We ask, oh God, that you bless us and continue, oh God, to put an awesome hedge, hedge of protection around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, stand on your feet with us this morning. How many of you know something on the inside? It's working on the outside. And oh, what a change in my life. Come on, put your hands together. Something's on the inside. I tell you, it's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something's on the inside. Working on the outside, oh, Jesus on the inside. Oh, yes, he's working on the outside. Oh, what a change! Jesus on the inside. Yes, he's working on the outside. Oh, what a change! Oh yes, it is working on the outside. Oh, what a change! That's on the inside. Oh yes, it is working on the outside. Oh, what a change! Holy Ghost on the inside. Oh yes, it is working on the outside. Oh, what a change! Holy Ghost on the
Sir Clarence Smith. And, and right now it's time for offering, tithes and offering. Tithes and offering. Is anybody excited about tithes and offering? Hallelujah. I know I am. I am. Thank you. Glory. Hallelujah. We want to again remember and, and welcome our first time visitors. And just remind you after the end of the service that you can stop by the guest station. We have a special gift for you for making Zion here your place of worship this morning. And also, we want to remember, remind you all, too, what, what our projects here that are going on at the church for our youth building. Please keep us lifted up in prayer. And please give. Give. If we ever needed something with for our children, we need it right now. In Jesus' name, I'm going to read this scripture coming out of Luke 6 and 38. It reads, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Wow. God loves a cheerful giver. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ushers, you can come forward. Oh, gracious God, we thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, Lord God. We thank you for allowing these doors to be open, your doors, Father God. We thank you for the under-shepherds, Lord God, that you have blessed, anointed, and appointed, Father God. We thank you for every family that's represented here this morning, Father God. Oh, Lord, you see the blessing that you, you see the blessing in the prayer request, Father God, that they have pushed before you, Father God. We know you love us, Father God, because you sent your only begotten son. And, Father God, we are here because we love you, Father God. We want to be a part of what you're doing this day, this morning. We thank you for the time of fasting, Father God. We thank you for this year of recovery, Lord God. We are expecting recovery. We are expecting breakthrough and miracles, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray and ask and thank you. Amen, amen.
church we appreciate those of you that God bless with new automobiles to God be the glory also we want to thank God for those who are having birthdays to God be the glory it is a blessing especially our seniors many of them in their 80s and the Lord still blessing them. So, amen. Uh, and Deacon Brown, praise God. Amen. We thank God for you, sir. What a blessing. I pray that anointing will rub off on me. 
When I'm in my 80s, I want to be able to sing and shout. Amen. And our own Dickiness, Shirley Beard also, I believe she's also in her 80s. We are grateful, 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 not just for our elderly, but for young ones. It's such a blessing just to celebrate another year. Amen. Please don't forget we have our workshop coming up this weekend. And if you're a department leader or ministry leader, please make sure that you are there. I believe it's going to be right here in this church. So let's govern ourselves accordingly. Amen. If you're not a leader, but you just want to know what's going on in the church, feel free to join us also. Uh, we are grateful to those of you that supported our movie ministry. Uh, thank God for Sister Deborah and the rest of the gang. They helped us so well, and there was a good turnout. We had a great time in the Lord. Thank you for the work of the ministry. We are grateful to everyone working in various departments. It's a joy just to see everybody at their post. Don't be weary in well-doing. Always remember, there is a due season. It will come. If we don't faint. Amen. Amen. We want to say thank you to all of our guests this morning. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, all the ministers of the gospel. Pastor Greg Tinney. Pastor Reverend Reed. We are grateful to all of you for being here. We hope that something will be said or done. That will make all of us better. Amen. Please don't forget today, uh, this afternoon, I'm not sure what time. What you say? <laughs> I was just going to say three o'clock. Well, praise the Lord. At two o'clock, we are going to Beulah Baptist Church in Lacamp. So if you would like to join your choir, uh, the sanctuary choir will be going with your pastor. Pastor will be ministering and the choir will be singing. Come join us. Uh, this is the pastor anniversary of Reverend Kirk. He's one of the pastors here locally that adopted your, your pastor as his father in the ministry. So we thank God for that. Also, this coming Sunday, we're going to have another outing for Pastor Greg Tinney, Second Nazarene, another son in the ministry. Uh, this will be his pastor's anniversary. We invite all of you to come and celebrate He's here with us just about every Sunday before he goes to his own church. So let's go and 
help him to rejoice and give God the glory for another year in ministry. Uh, during the week, you may be seeing a lot of home going here. These are not members of our church, but they have requested to use our facilities. So please don't, don't get it twisted. We're just being nice and honorable to the community, to whom much is given, much is required. So in fact, most of it, I'm not here. Uh, but we have to bless the community as the Lord has blessed us. Other than that, you may be seeing uh, we ran into a little snag with our digital board. Uh, nothing major. The, the machine is already installed. Uh, it's amen. So, the only thing that we are left with uh, is to connect some electricity from the machine outside to our family life center somewhere. And unfortunately, what we had before, usually they, they run these things underground. So nobody trip on it or, or damage it. But what we had before was not done correctly. They use a one-inch pipe instead of a three-inch pipe. So when we want to run the wire to connect to this building, uh, it gets stuck. So we have to bring somebody in with the right pipe. And unfortunately, part of the drill is that you cannot be digging the ground without getting license from the city. So anyway, that's the delay. All that will be done this week on Tuesday, uh, the city is not going to be any problem. You all know that. They're glad you're here. <laughs> and you make them look good. <laughs> Praise God. So that's where we are on that. The people that installed the digital sign, they have been paid. They're gone. They're they are somewhere in Texas. They're happy. And we had no misunderstanding. The only thing that we did, we kept about $5,000 of their money. And the reason is because part of their contract is to, to train our staff on how to use the, the gadget. So that will make them come back, you know. Uh, business is business. So it is a church, but we have to run it like a business. So that's where we are. Uh, we could be much harder on them because they damage a lot of our ground there, you know. Uh, in a normal circumstance, they're supposed to have uh, so, something on the floor to, to run all those big machines. Uh, but it didn't happen. So but God's willing, I mean... I don't want to be a bully of Baghdad, so we try to be nice and cordial when we can. They are also very considerate for every month that they were late, 
Uh, they return the money to us. It's about $2,000 for every month. So we save about $7,000. So it's just business. That's, that's why you have all these smart people in, in your church. So we just need to put the church heart down and, and put business heart on. So everything is on the right track. We thank God for it. Thanks to all of you helping us. Dick and Johnny Shaw is here every day. We are grateful, grateful for that. Our media department director, uh, Brother Morris, very diligent. Amen. Our CFO, uh, Brother Arel, I mean, they still on top of things. So, so it's not just your pastor. These people are very faithful. I am very proud of this church. I believe we should conduct things very professionally like this and set the pace and raise the bar for the whole community. And the Lord gets the glory. Pastor Tinney always remind me about that all the time. He said, Pastor, you're not number one by chance. You have to set the bar for the rest of us. And that's very encouraging. Thanks, God, for all of you who are working in leadership, you make us look good. We're very, very proud. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask that we all get up and say hello to our, our neighbors. And after that, we're going to watch the news. What a fellowship. What a joy to find.
Good morning, Zion Hill. It's so good to be with you once again. Before we get into the message this morning, here are a few quick announcements. Hey, Chris. What's up? You heard about that Zion Hill youth camp that we're going to? Yeah, I heard about it. You know, it's Wild Week Camp, located in Lemton Spring, Texas, July the 9th through the 13th. The cost is $395 and the pilot is $50. We'll be worshiping God, learning about Him, and it'll be so much fun. We, we hope, hope to see, see you there. there. Back here we have we do the ministry of taking care of loved ones while the families attend a service in the sanctuary. It's a God-given ministry. All we do is take care of their babies, make sure that they're fed, they're dry, they're loved. We give them a lesson and we give them a snack or some refreshments and reunite them with their parents when it's all said and done. So our goal for 2023 is to have a closet to do, you know, various sizes, girl and boy clothes, so that if a baby come in here that way, the baby doesn't have to leave the way you came in. Our hours are from 8 to 9.30, 10 to 11.30 or 11.45. We stay here until the last child is gone. In our efforts to make our world a better place, God has given our pastor the vision to build a state-of-the-art youth complex right here at Zion Hill. Pastor Terry and Sister Alicia Kirk of the Beulah Baptist Church of Account, Louisiana, will be celebrating their 14th year pastoral anniversary on Sunday, January 22nd, 2023 at 2 p.m. Pastor Dara will be the special guest and is asking the Sanctuary Choir and the entire church family to accompany him. Pastor Dara will also like the Sanctuary Choir and the entire church family to accompany him as we celebrate our very own Pastor Greg Tenney of the Second Nazarene Baptist Church here in Alexandria. That service will take place on Sunday, January 29th, 2023 at 3 p.m. Hope to see you there. On Saturday, January 28th from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, we will have our annual leadership workshop. This workshop will be held in our gymnasium located in the Family Life Center, and it is mandatory for all department heads, ministry leaders, and volunteers. Well, that's it for our morning announcements. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, We'll see you at the top. Good morning, Zion Hill. It's we thank God for all the announcements. So glad to see our councilman, Brother Gary Johnson. We love you. Yeah, you look good. Amen. Let's all stand for the reading of the Word of God. Open your Bible to the book of Psalms, number 23, verse number 5. Psalms 23, verse number 5. Permit me to mention to you up front that this, this passage is often used out of lack of understanding. But thank God for grace and mercy. So 
He always meet us where we are. The book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse number 5. The Bible says, Thou preparest a table before me where in the presence of my enemies also he anointed a head with what and as a result a cup run it over I just want to talk for a few minutes on the subject titled the mystery of the Lord's table what, what you have here in your front this is not a passage for funeral it is a lack of understanding this is a passage about the Lord's table he prepared a table not a casket a table And he did it in the presence of all your player haters. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. You. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither, words may fade. But when it comes to your word... It stands forever. Holy Spirit, help our understanding this morning. You said it, we believe it. That in all of our getting, we must get understanding. We thank you for it. Help your servant to teach the word and proclaim the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you on the subject titled, The Mystery of the Lord's Table. The Mystery of the Lord's Table. When we talk about mystery, we're talking about some secret codes that are embedded in the word of God. And Jesus told his disciples, it is for God's children to understand the mystery. In other words, he's saying, this is not for everybody. This is for children of God. For some people, the Bible is just a, a fairy tale or some story. But there are mysteries buried in that word of God. The text said, God prepared a table before us. The key words there is table. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Old Testament, that table is called the Lord's table. In other words, it was God 
who cooked the food, who set the, the table. So we call it the Lord's table. In the New Testament, then we call the same thing the Lord's Supper. But we're talking about the same thing. Later on, we begin to call the same table communion table. Human beings, they evolve by nature. Just like you and me, there was a time we call ourselves one kind of name. And then after a few years, then we change the name. Then after a few years, we change the name again. But we're talking about the same people. The same thing with the word of God. It evolves with generations. So whether we call it the Lord's table, like we just read, or whether we call it the Lord's Supper, or whether we call it the communion, guess what? We're talking about the same table. In fact, those of you who are deacons and deaconesses, if you're paying attention during your training, we told you your job is to attend to three tables. I'm not sure everybody was listening back then, but God is still good. And those three tables are the table of the Lord, the table of the pastor, and the table of the poor. That's what they are trained. Some of them are, huh? <laughs> so you cannot be an effective deacon or an effective deaconess if you don't know those three tables and you don't minister in all three tables. So effective today, I will change back our format. I want all the deacons line up and I want all the plates. Nobody needs to be given anything in the lobby because we we need to get much richer understanding. This is serious stuff. So we cannot take it casual. So today, I'm going to teach you and me about the table of the Lord. It's not the table of the pastor. It's not the table of the poor. This is the table that God himself prepared. Are you still here? Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know one mystery about the word of God. Anything you need to know about this table of the Lord is in Psalm 23. That scripture with six verses tells you everything. David got a revelation of the table that God prepared. And today, I want to show you that mystery about the Lord's table. I want for you to know what it means. I want for you to know how to partake of it because in many churches, we do it wrong. And it's not your fault. 
the ministers of the gospel must infest the time to teach the word of God. The goal is to make sure you get a fresh revelation and a fresh appreciation of the word of God. Why is that important? Because in many churches, the table of the Lord has become common. We take it for granted. We do it casually. And as a result, many are sick. Many are even dying. The things that the table of the Lord is supposed to do for us, we neglected it. So, you can see that I have an, an agenda, a motive. But everything begins with understanding of the word. Please take note in the Old Testament, communion is called Passover meal. It's a meal. Passover meal. And you remember the story. It was God's idea. The people of Israel were locked up as slaves in, in Egypt. Am I right about that? And they cried out to the Lord, you know. And God decided to set them free. So, of course, the question is, how is God going to do it? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So what he told them, he said, this is how I'm going to set you free. God said, every one of you, every family, get you a lamb. And then he said, slay that lamb. Then he said, take out the blood and put the blood on top post and put the blood on side post. Notice he did not say put the blood on the ground because you don't trample on the word of God, the blood of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, just imagine if you have the blood on the top post, on the side post, it's symbolic of you and your family being covered by the blood of Jesus. I can stop there and preach because many people have become so careless on the day that we take communion as a body of Christ. That's the day they go fishing. That's the day they go shopping. They chose not to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Where if you're not covered, you become an easy target. For the enemy. This is one day that you cannot miss. Doesn't have to be in this church. If you don't like this church, find you anywhere. But you must partake of the Lord's table. Tell your neighbor I got it. Then God said, prepare a meal from the lamb that was killed. Then he said, eat that meal for supper. Now that's why it becomes a meal. That's why some people call it a supper. Then God told the people, 
At midnight, the death angel will pass by. By the way, I can stop there and preach because some of what we don't understand is that death is an angel. <laughs> so the Bible tells you the death angel. Death is not a demon. Death is not the devil. God created that angel. We need to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, that death angel will pass by and he said when he see the blood, it will pass over your family. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm begging you, if you don't get anything out of this, make sure you don't miss any opportunity, be it in this church or any other church or any gathering, to partake. Because there is an angel called death angel. And what he's going to look for is not the name of your family. It is the blood of Jesus. So it means, ladies and gentlemen, when you put the meal in your stomach, when you put the blood, because in a few minutes we're going to partake, we're going to eat the bread and drink the blood. It's coming, it's going to our stomach, in our system. When you do that, it means, ladies and gentlemen, you're injecting the blood of Jesus Christ, it said. I wonder what you are injecting your body with. Some people inject their body with cocaine. Hey, don't turn me off. Some people inject their own body with meth. With wee-wee. But at the Lord's table, what you put in you is the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And what the Bible is trying to teach you is that when the death angel passed by, because this is your house now, in case you miss it, just back then they used their real house, small houses they had back then. Now, the body that, that your heart, your spirit lives in is now your house. And the Bible says when the death angels see that, it will pass over you. One of my children was working the other day and some people coded at the hospital. And I told her, I don't know science, you know. I'm, that's not my field, but I said, every one of those people, if they have the blood of Jesus in them, when the death angel pass by, he will pass over them. The young lady see, I got to learn more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that you know, if the death angel cannot cross the bloodline. That's basically what's going on. 
then you need to know even the devil cannot cross the bloodline. Open your mouth, shout amen. You know why? Because there is power in the blood of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know something else. In the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 8, then God gave additional instruction. See, when you come to the Lord's table, he said, don't just eat some of it. Eat all. There's a reason why God is saying, eat all, not some. To eat all means you need to know him, not just as your savior, but as your Lord. You have to eat everything there is on the table. That is why the Simons in Psalm 23 start out. He didn't say the Lord, he didn't say Jesus my Savior. He said the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me take the time to tell you, if you get a revelation that the Lord is your shepherd, then nobody ought to be struggling if you're a child of God. The reason why many suffer needlessly and many are still struggling because they know him as their savior, but they have not eaten the whole meal. They don't know him as their Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the problem. You'll be amazed how many of us in this house, you acknowledge him as your savior, but you don't know him as your Lord. But the Bible says, no, don't eat half of the food. Eat all. Everything. I remember when I was raising my own children, I don't like waste because we didn't have much. So if the children eat half of the plate, I send them back. Go eat all of it. I work too hard for that. I don't throw things away in this house. The Lord is saying to you and me when it comes to his table, what he took time to cook the food. He took time to set the table. Say, when you come to the table, eat all. To just know him as your savior, but not as your Lord, is not enough. It's like you're basically trying to have an insurance policy to keep you from fire. That's hell, you know. So you make him your savior. But you want to go home and do whatever you want to do. Typical American mindset. You want to go wherever you want to go and say whatever you want to say because he is not Lord of your life. When God becomes Lord of your life, you don't go anywhere you want to go. You don't do anything you want to do. God is Lord. That's why we sing that song, he is Lord, he is Lord. 
He's risen from the dead. He is Lord. Then we say every knee shall bow. Every tongue. That's what happened when the Lord is your Lord. You become submissive to his guiding. You become submissive to his leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, so at the Passover meal, God said, eat all. So if you want joy in your life, eat all. If you want peace in your life, eat all. I don't know about you. I want all. I want him as my savior. And I want him as my Lord. Many of you, religion has taught you just to go to heaven. Go to heaven. Accept him as your savior. But there's more to life than just going to heaven. The beautiful thing about Christian is when you submit to, to his lordship. And then you allow him to lead you and guide you. Are you still here? I don't know about you. When you eat all, then you will discover at the table you find salvation on that table. You will find deliverance on that table. You will find healing on that table. You will find miracle on that table. You will find prosperity on that table. That's why God said, don't come to this table just picking on what you want. Tell your neighbor, eat all. Ladies and gentlemen, if you follow theological pattern, when these people ate the food at the Lord's table, the first thing God granted them is deliverance from Egypt. Am I right about it? Somebody shout deliverance. They were delivered not only from Pharaoh. The Bible said they were delivered from sickness. They were delivered from infirmity, from disease. How do we know? The Bible said they traveled for 40 years and not one of them was sick. Not one was feeble. That's a result of what they ate. That is why I'm saying don't take this for granted. Don't do this in your church as an add-on item. Or something we can just rush through. Your deliverance is in this. Your healing is at the table. Ladies and gentlemen, I wonder how many of you will be honest this morning to say, I need deliverance in certain area of my life. Some of us here, you come today, but your family need deliverance. Are you listening? Some of you, you live in a home where some of your children need deliverance. For some, yes, you're right, even grandchildren. For some, our spouse, your wife, your husband needs deliverance. The first thing they enjoy from the Lord's table, they were delivered from Pharaoh. They were delivered from sicknesses. 
There was not a single doctor that was needed in their rank for 40 years. Please don't take this table for granted. Ladies and gentlemen, some of us even need deliverance in our career. Some of us need deliverance in our business. You're running a business and you have no profit. You're just barely getting by. You need God to deliver you. Some of you, you have business opportunity and the devil is coming to steal your contract. The first thing they got from the lost table is their deliverance. Somebody shout deliverance. So the first message I'm saying to you, when you take the communion, when you partake of the Lord's table, the first thing you need to notice is that the purpose of it, the purpose of this Passover meal is for God to grant you deliverance. Don't walk away from that. I need it. You need it. Ignore your religion or what the Methodists believe, what the Baptists believe, what the Pentecostal believe. Forget all of that. Infest the time to obey God. Deliverance happens at the Passover meal. Tell somebody I got it. Notice that same Passover meal is what Jesus reopened again in the New Testament and he called it the Lord's Supper. It is the same meal that you are taking from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it's called Passover meal. In the New Testament, it's called what? The Lord's Supper. So it's like it's nothing new. Just like I tell you, we as a people have been called all kinds of things. But we are talking about the same thing. Like me, even in the field of technology, my wife used the latest version of iPhone. I think it's 14 something, I don't know. Uh, that's what she won. Now, I'm still at 11. That's my version. And, but guess what? Somewhere along the way, they upgrade. So now we are in what you call Passover meal point two. It's upgraded from the Old Testament version to a New Testament version. Did you get it right now? So, and what is so good, every time something is updated, whether it's your phone, whether it's your dryer or whatever, the new update is supposed to work better. Are you listening to me? Just like I was saying about the iPhone, the new version is supposed to run better, supposed to have more power, it's supposed to have more gadgets. It's supposed to have more speed. That's just upgrading. That's what it does. Think of the same thing in the Lord's Supper. When Jesus reopened this kind of meal again, it's an upgrade of the Old Testament version. Ladies and gentlemen, imagine if in the Old Testament, 
the Passover meal had power to deliver you. And the Passover meal had power to get you healed. Imagine how much more power will be in the new version, the upgraded version of the lost meal. Now let's look at what's in the upgrade. One of the reasons why I haven't bought the new iPhone is because I want to take the time to find out what's in the upgrade. The Bible is not complicated. And then the Bible tells you exactly what you can expect in the upgrade of the Lord's table. First, he said in verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd. In the new upgrade, you, you are not to want for nothing. I can shout all day on that. Every time. The reason why I suffered in poverty for many years because I had nobody to take the time to teach me the word of God. Instead of teaching me about the upgrades of the Lord's table, the Passover meal, they sent me to funeral. And then they're reading the Psalm 23 to my ear. You see the dilemma we're in. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Look at verse number two. He said, he maketh me to lie down in green pasture. Guess what is in that upgrade? Green pasture is symbolic of prosperity. Every child of God you ought to be the envy of the world. People ought to see you and say something's working for her. I want that. God at his table. You say he prepared a table before you. Part of the composition of that table is God making you to lie down in Green Pastor. I am privileged to work over there at the university. I see some of our co-workers here and students come here and I tell them. They, they, every now and then they will ask me, why is it that you don't nervous whenever we have any challenges here? I say, because I had no God for myself. He is committed. As long as I'm partaking of the communion, he will make me to lie down in green pasture. He is my God. I lack nothing. Are you listening to me? Make sure it's in your Bible. Because he is the chef. He is the shepherd. He said you ought not to want for anything. Part of the upgrade, he said, at this table, when you partake of it, he makes you to lie down. Look where he puts you. Green pasture. Then he said he leads you beside still water. 
Some people are making it good, but they can't sleep at night. Still water is something not too fast for you. He knows your speed. He knows what you can handle. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich and add no sorrow to it. While everybody are nervous, pacing the floor, freaking out, God will make you lie down in green pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, the question must be asked, how can you eat in green pasture in the presence of your player haters? And the answer to that is because God himself will be present at the table. Every time you partake of this table, God is there. So guess what? The player haters can only watch you eat. Because your father, your shepherd, he is not just there. He has staff. He has rod. Any demon that show up to mess with you. And make no mistake about it. Your father can fight. Do I have any father in the house? Will you fight for your own children? Do I have any mothers in the house? Will you fight for your own children? Well, if you will fight for your own children, when God sees anybody messing with you, God will fight for you. That's why he said, if God be for you, who in the world can be against you? Are you all still here? The presence of God in your life is very important. We used to sing a song here. We would say, the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Why are we singing that? Because it is very important. When the Lord is present, nobody can mess with you. Not on your job. Not in your house. Not on the highways and byways of life. Because the presence of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, what is so good about this is that the message I'm telling you is there is an anointing at the table for healing, for deliverance, for his presence, for provision. When you take of the communion, there is a guarantee of his presence in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, look at number five. He said, he anointed my head. First he said, he prepared a table. That table you're going to partake today, who prepared? It's not the deaconesses. It's not the deacons. It's not your pastor. That's the religion we do right here. We, we get a nice table and put a nice clothing and we put a shining stuff. But this is the meal that God himself prepared. How do I know? He didn't say, Pastor, that I prepared a table before you. 
He didn't say the deaconess ministry prepared a table before you. You got to come out of the ordinary thinking and come to the spirit world and see God literally going to the kitchen, preparing the table. And then after he finished cooking the food, he set the table and he said, come and dine. He said, I prepare a table before you. And he said, and I will do it in the presence of your haters. And they cannot mess with you. Then he said, he anoint your head with oil. Ladies and gentlemen, oil in the Bible is symbolic of healing. Just like I'm standing before you now, I don't go anywhere to preach or teach without first anoint my own self with oil. It's symbolic of your healing. Something in that meal, when you eat, you partake of it, something in that food carries healing anointing. Many of you can use that. So don't take this as a religion. Right now, as I'm talking to you, you'll be amazed how many people have problems in their physical body. When you show up at the table. I was, I was here this morning and I saw one deacon was taking a plate. Just walk. I want to slap him. It has been tailored to ordinary religious activities. Because we don't understand the significance of what we are doing. We've reduced it to an add-on item. That's just hurry up. You, you get your. Did you get one? Okay. I, I, you get one too? This is serious stuff. If you're like me, every day the devil is trying to kill me. I have to stay on by the blood. Taking the communion is a very serious thing for my entire household. Because we are marked. As an enemy of the devil. Ladies and gentlemen. He says something else. In that verse 5. Not only did he say he prepared a table before you. He said I do it even in the presence of your enemies. You wonder why I speak with boldness. Because my enemies cannot mess with me. No weapon. Fashion against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, you have the right to condemn. This is the heritage of every child of God. Then he said, another thing I put the, at the table is that I anoint your head with oil. Healing is your provision. It don't matter what the MOR say or ARR or whatever, whatever other stuff. Every now and then, I get in this zone and I, I sit down with my They say, Daddy, you are stubborn. I say, well, you think I'm stubborn, but I know something you don't know. I wish you would take time to study my own textbook. He anointed your head with oil. Not only that, he said, Another thing he said is at the table when you eat this food, he said your cup will run over. 
His name is El Shaddai. A God who is more than enough. You are to have everything you need for your life and have more to spare so you can be a blessing to your generation. He said, your cup running over. I say, your cup running over. That's an anointing for overflow. I say, your cup running over. Amen. And that ought to be easy for you and me to grab because not only do we give you bread, we give you a cup. Then don't just use that cup and say this is a little plastic disposable thing. Receive the revelation that your cup running over, overflow anointing, more than enough, having surplus in your life. Having surplus in your career. Having surplus in your marriage. Having surplus. He said you shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Bringing forth your fruit in your season. And anything you do. Ladies and gentlemen. That's also prosperity. That's why he ended up said. And this meal. He said. When you eat, when you partake about it, you will notice goodness and mercy. That's right. That's right. That's right. It will follow you. You see, some people here, part of your problem, you're busy chasing money and you could never find it. But there is a God. Who is inviting you to the table? He said, come and dine. He said, when you dine with me, when you taste some of my food, goodness will follow you. Mercy will follow you. You, you know what I mean? Chasing it, they will follow you. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 began to say from verse number one, he said, if you would diligently Hearken to my word. You see, I will make you the head. I will make you the head and not the tail. He said, These blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Overtake you. You're not supposed to be chasing money. Money ought to be chasing you. Wealth ought to be chasing you. Prosperity ought to be chasing you. Healing ought to be chasing you. It shall follow you and overtake you. He said you'll be blessing the city. You'll be blessing the field. You'll be blessed coming in. You'll be blessed going out. He said you will be lenders. Not borrow. Are you ready to dine? Are you ready to feast at the table? That is why I'm reversing every insignificant format that we had before. Blame me for that. I was trying to accommodate everybody. But no, God didn't send me here to accommodate. Once you hear from God, confront with no flesh and blood. So, 
Every deacons, every deaconesses, every preacher, this is a special occasion. This is the most important Sunday of the month. Show up with your pom-pom. Let's celebrate deliverance of our people. Let's celebrate people being get healed. Notice all what is there. There are 12 blessings at the table. You eat this food. He's committed to do 12 things for you. I just told you I will give you the list again. And what I want you to do when you come to partake of the table, look for every one of those blessings. That's what understanding does for you. You don't just come for religious observance. You come expecting. Number one, he said, I'll give you long life. He said, I'll satisfy you. I met one woman of God earlier this morning. We were doing meet and greet. And I found out she's 89 years old. 89 years old. I was stunned. And she's still, she's right there. Where's that mother? Please stand, let them see you. You see the woman? This is a living testimony. God is not just running his mouth. Long life. He will satisfy you. He will satisfy me. And show you his salvation. Number two, he promised you green pasture. That's provision. Whatever you need, God's got it. Don't just sing it, believe it. It's at the table. He told you restoration. He said he restored it. My soul. Anybody here needs some restoration? I know I do. I raise both of my hands. Sometimes I need restoration of my health. Sometimes I don't have enough sleep. I need restoration of my strength. Sometimes my finance is low. I need restoration of my finance. This year is a year of recovery. Believe God for your restoration. God will restore Everything the devil has stolen, everything the canker worm stolen, everything the locust stolen, he will restore right there at the table. Notice what else? You prepare a table. That table you're looking at, he himself fits it. He said, I prepare a table before you. They were in the wilderness when he told them this. The people know how to cook for themselves, but they're full. You just go to the commode. But there is a table. Ah, Jesus. That when his blood mixed with your blood, then every toxin, every contamination, when they encounter the blood of Jesus, your system is cleaned out. Then he said, ladies and gentlemen, he anoint your head with oil. 
That's healing. Then he said, your cup is running over. That's overflow. Then he talked about goodness and mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the promises of God. Goodness of God. The mercy of God. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many promises. Over 6,000 of them. Available at the table. Then he told you, you will dwell in the house of God. House of God. The presence of God forever. I used to work in a, in a psychiatric hospital. There's a, there's a doctor by the name Dr. Parker. Many of you know him. He literally wrote a complaint to the state about your pastor. And I didn't know. He said, every time he come in, all the patients begin getting agitated. I'm just a lawyer. I just come in just to, just to talk to my clients. The whole hospital, even buildings that I'm not present, everybody begin agitated. There is an anointing that follows you. And the demons and the devils of this world, they recognize what you carry, even if you are dumb enough not to know what you carry. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Let me give you one more revelation. My, my time is up. Everything the word of God, the Bible says, you, you embrace it by faith. There's only one exception in the whole Bible. And that's when you eat at the table. You know what God tells you to do? Take the bread. You can touch it. You can see it. All your five senses. You can smell it. He said, take the bread. He will not even trust us to have faith on this. He said, take the bread. Can you touch it? Can you feel it? He said, take the cup. Eat the bread. Drink the cup. You literally, physically do everything. See, this is the, the powerhouse that many Christians have ignored for years. And what the enemy wants to do is to neutralize it, to make it water down that you couldn't receive. See, what you believe is what you become. If you cannot even see these things, it will not work for you. Then the Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 45, blessed are those who believe. Then the Bible said there shall be a performance in their life. I just don't want you to be, to be singing about Jesus or to, to say I'm a member of this church. I want the world to see you and see your children and your grandchildren and say, wow, there's something about that woman. There is something about that sister girl. And God is no respecter of person. 
What he's done for St. Peter, he'll do it for you. What he did for Mary, he'll do it for you. All he's asking you and me today, dare to believe his word. What is in the food? Somebody shout healing. What is at the table? Somebody shout deliverance. What is at the table? Somebody shout prosperity. What is at the table? Somebody shout overflow. Every time you come, expect every one of them. It is so. Stand up. I got to stop. Today, you have it in your hand. You can touch it. You can feel it. It's more than just in the sweet by and by. Right now. As we get ready to receive. You are one of my preachers. Somebody come here and minister. That's good. That's all right. I want you to, to believe that this is not just mere crackers. This is not just mere orange juice or whatever juice. Go beyond the natural. Go into the spirit world and expect God to manifest everything he said in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your world will not pass. You said it, we believe it. Thank you for preparing a table before us in the presence of all of our haters. Thank you, oh God, for anointing our head with all. I speak healing in this house. Whatever is the diagnosis, whatever the doctor said or found, we erase every negative diagnosis right now in the name of Jesus. Let the weak say I am strong. Thank you, O God, for the anointing of oil on our head. Thank you, O God, that the spirit of poverty will have no place in this church. Our cup runneth over. We receive it by faith. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pray everybody been served. I'll be getting ready, amen, to take and eat of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, we thank you right now, Father God. The night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, he blessed it, gave it to the disciples, said, eat, this is my body, which was shared for you and for many for remission of sin. Father God, we come this morning by faith, Lord God. You said, Lord, let a man examine his own heart. And Father God, we examine our heart this morning, Father God. Father God, help us, Lord God to take it, Lord, to be worthy in your sight. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you to bless it. Sanctified, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, there would be healing to our bodies, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, because you were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity to chastise our pieces upon you. And by your stripes, 
Oh, glory to God. By your stripes, Lord, we already healed. And Father God, we thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your deliverance power. We thank you, Lord, that's power in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And again, he took the cup. Amen. And he gave thanks. Amen. And gave it to the disciples. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And said, this is my blood. Ah, glory to God. That was shed for you and for many. For you and for many. Amen. Take it. Drink it. This is my blood was shed for you and for many. For the remission of sin. Father God, we come, Lord God, this morning by faith. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood on Calvary, Lord God. That we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you, Lord, because there's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. There's salvation in the blood. There's breakthrough in the blood. Lord, we thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary, that we might have a right to the tree of life. Father God, we thank you once again, Father God. We believe by faith, Lord God, as we stand here before you, Lord, that this is your body and this is your blood. And we take it by faith. In the name of Jesus. You may eat and drink in Jesus' name. Hey, glory. <laughs> Lord God, thank you for your presence, Lord God. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. We pray and we thank God that everyone come out this morning. Praise the Lord. And we believe by faith as you've taken the blood and drinking the blood and eating the flesh. Amen. That you're healed. Amen. You've been set free. You've been delivered. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for the word that was preached. Father God, we thank you for the man and woman of God. We thank you for the anointing, Lord, that, that you placed upon his life, Father God, to preach and proclaim the word of God. Father God, we thank you, Lord, as we gather to get ready to get back home, Lord God. We ask you to lead us, guide us, and protect us, Father God, till we meet again, Father God. I speak blessings upon your people, Lord God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. In, hey, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Actually, this time, if you want to come up, amen, and get, join the church or meet the pastor, praise God. We actually come at this time. They'll be standing before you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen.